so there's this grocery store chain near where I live called Gelson's here in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, they have this pork chorizo sausage that they make there on this location. And they have this little packaging. So it's not like a brand like, like Gelson's packages this, right? It's really good. It's very good. I opened it maybe late last week because I love it so much. I let it sit in the fridge in foil over the weekend. I tried to cook it the other day, and I noticed it was a little gray, but I was like, oh, it's probably fine. I Googled it. <sighs> it was getting bad, and of course I smelled it just to be sure, and sure enough, I, I smelled the sour smell, which is an indicator. The meat is spoiled. I had to throw all of it away. I'm a little heartbroken, and that's what I come to you on this second episode of season one, The Jenna Thing, for Chris Watches PLL. Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's a. Okay, so this episode is entitled The Jenna Thing, and let me, like I say, we're not going to go beat by beat, like I said in the first episode. Um, What I kind of want to do is just address the overall mystery we're dealing with, but also kind of deal with things out of order. So first, let's just talk about the Jenna character, because this is basically introducing her. She's, She's featured prominently throughout. What do we know about Jenna? Well, um, as some of my notes say, we uh, midway through the episode, we do get a flashback. So here, here's your connection to the crew. I guess uh, they're having some sort of sleepover. She, uh, Je- uh, sorry, <laughs> I almost revealed my theory. Allison says that creep Toby is looking at me. And basically said, Let, let's go fuck him up, right? So they run out to somewhere and I, I even you know I've watched this now twice and I still don't know exactly where they go they go through some wooded area and then they're at a place I guess that's where Toby she thinks Toby is and I kid you not uh, she throw Allison and Emily's like I don't know if we should do this and Allison's like no he needs to die I don't know so she throws a firecracker and I wrote in my notes firecracker of doom because she throws a firecracker inside a door she goes, oh, shit. And then <laughs> I think the building explodes. Um, and we are led to believe that that explosion uh, blinds Jenna. And that's what the Jenna thing is. And I guess there was some sort of cover story made up about what happened or why it happened between the five uh, 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 original friends. Allison, obviously, I'm oh, sorry. I did it again. Uh, Jenna showed up at the church thing at the end of the first episode. Uh, we see her returning to school, and right away the uh, the four liars ask Jenna because they invite her to join them at their table. They said, "I thought you were in Philadelphia or something like that. What are you doing back at school?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm back. You know, deal with it." So, Al- so Jenna being back is a surprise. And I'm just going to go ahead and, and get to my theory because I keep saying it by accident. I think. Jenna is Jenna, yes, but I also think it's very possible that Allison somehow faked her death and is pretending to be Jenna at least part of the time, but not all the time. And, and what I'll say that is, I made a note, Jenna ordered from the cafeteria orange juice. I know that sounds like a silly detail, but I made, <laughs> I did make a note that all the other ladies were drinking 
cherry juice. Is that right? Let me go to my notes here. Yeah, I, I wrote in my notes. I think they're all drinking cherry juice, but Jenna particularly is drinking orange juice. So I'm curious to th- see in future episodes if we see uh, Allison also drinking said orange juice. It's not a smoking gun, as you would say, but um, it's a very suspicious. And let's just jump to the very end. Um, one of our We'll get to it, but one of our liars gets a text. And then we do a smash cut to uh, Spencer Preston going for a jog. This is like the last, very last scene. And we see Jenna using some sort of... Um, device to type and then she gets a phone call and then she hits send text so so we're to assume as the audience that uh that's a hint a very obvious hint that we're led to believe jenna is a and let me tell you right now this is the very first note i gave myself this show wants me to think a is jenna and i'm telling you it's not and i say that because they're being so overdone with it it's a misdirect it's an intentional misdirect it's almost so such a misdirect that it almost doesn't work at least it doesn't fool me. So to rewind a bit, we do get the... We're basically following directly after the first episode. They're right in this little... I guess they went for a post-memorial snack. And they keep saying the Jenna thing. The Jenna thing, the Jenna thing. And then Jenna walks in and they all GTFO. There is something weird with Spencer Preston and the night of the incident. Two things. We'll jump forward a bit. Creepy detective shows up at school. He is at school way too much, mind you. He calls him into an office. I don't know how this is legal. And he starts asking him again about the night Allison disappeared. And I'm beginning to think that the scene that we saw in the pilot, the very first scene we saw, may be an unreliable scene because Spencer's acting really weird. And I say that because Spencer, in the very beginning scene, it looks like it's a joke. Like she says, Allison won't like that. And she's like, she's dead. She doesn't care. Hannah says that. And it feels like just like a throwaway line. But that kind of ties into my other theory. What if Spencer knows Allison isn't dead? And I don't think Allison is dead, which we've already established from my from episode one of this podcast. Because she said she acts she says that weird, and then she says something in the in the meeting again to a creepy detective that again makes me think. You know, all three of them are asleep. She wakes up. She says she heard a scream, so she went out and looked at it, and then she walks back into Arya. And the detective notes it's very rehearsed. So I don't know if the other three of them know what's really going on or not, but um, Spencer Preston clearly knows more about what happened that night than she is telling her friends. I made a note to myself that Arya's family is still unpacking. Look, I get it. It's really actually only not even a day. I'm still unpacking, and I'm, I've been here for six months. So, so to hop back a, a second, so my theory is that Allison isn't dead. We see very early in this episode uh, the police officer, a creepy detective, on camera saying they identified her as Allison De Laurentiis. So he's outright he's outright lying on national television, or at least the local affiliate. I don't know if that's legal. I know this is TV, but still, he's he's he says that he is dating or hooking up with Hannah's mom for reasons he then jumped to the end near the end of the episode he's stalking her at the mall when, when she's out shopping and he says some weird stuff to her so I don't quite get his whole thing so he's still up there in my suspects for some reason and I'll get and I'll, we'll get to that let's 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 highlight um, each of our each of our main four Arya is still dealing with Mr. Fitz so you know she tries to get out of this class he has this form uh, I made a note. Uh, the reason is conflict of interest. It's a very polite way of saying uh, I want to kiss my teacher. Later on in the episode, uh, she walks right in to Mr. Fitz's surprise, and it says declined. 
which I'm suspicious of. That's weird. And then, of course, we have a romantic, I guess, is Rain romantic? I, I, I wasn't aware Rain was romantic, but she's basically walking home. It's pouring rain. Her coffee's ruined. And he pulls up, and she hops in the car, and they make out. So, yeah, I, I made a note to myself, um, for those of you who watched the show when it first aired, were there, like, Tumblr gifts of their relationship? Like, was there, you know how they make those gifts where it shows you the progression of their relationship? Because that, like, scene in the car was, like, perfect Tumblr gif material. And what's interesting about Arya's character is that she has this very honest conversation with her father, the evil uh, pastor from Supergirl. And I have to say, he is very frank with her in a way that I know my parents <laughs> still are not, are, you know, still have not been honest with me. He's just very honest with her. He, he's like, you know, I had feelings for this woman. I I acted on them, and I should not have. And I, I feel bad. I did not want to disrespect your mother in this way. Uh, I, I, like I said, I've never had that kind of conversation with a with a parent figure, very open and honest about um, mistakes and feelings. Clearly, she's equating this with her situation with her teacher. I think there's a whole lot of other complications there, but um, she recognizes the value of truth, I guess. And um, this is something that's going to come up for Arya quite a bit, I predict. She has a longing look at the family unit. She sees her mom, her dad, and her younger brother um, all having dinner together. And you can tell that's very important to her. That's something that she really values. She really values her family unit. Emily is in an awkward situation. She's definitely developing feelings for Maya, which, you know, is causing conflict. Um, she's dating Ben, who I think is the worst. I think Ben sucks. I, I told you I did watch halfway through this first season, so I kind of know what's coming. Even here, he sucks. He, he, he's, he sucks. I'm sorry, Ben sucks. And you can tell there's a shot uh, where uh, she kind of like has a reaction with Ben, and, and, and then you see Maya, and Emily just looks at her, you know. And what I find interesting is there's a flashback later on where it's the five of them, and they're handing out the bracelets, and those bracelets are going to come up again, so let's remember those bracelets. Allison knows. I don't know if this is a spoiler. That might be a spoiler. Just take note of what Allison does to Emily in that moment. She says to Emily, hey, can you put on this bracelet for me? The seeds have been planted. I'm not going to say anything more. I just think if Allison is doing what I think she is doing, it's really not okay. But we'll get to that. I am an improviser here in Los Angeles. Every time I see an improviser pop up in a show, it's kind of like, hey, I know that person. Uh, the waiter, Ruben Dario. Shout out to Ruben great seeing him i know this is 10 11 years old now so he's i'm sure he's well over the uh, uh the infamy of this role but it's great to see uh someone uh from the improv scene there um there's also a background extra that kind of looks like me and they it looks like they disappear in two frames later uh so i'd like to think that they venmoed uh, my friend uh ruben uh the money that they owed him because uh that's not that's not okay Let's head over to Spencer Preston. You can tell that her family unit is one that values achievement. Emily references this to Maya when they're talking about wanting to win. Emily is content with losing if she knows she tried her best. Spencer Preston wants to win, and you can see this in their dinner situation where it's Spencer Preston, her father, her older sister, and Ren with three ends um, all sitting at the table. I'm not quite sure why Ren passes her a drink. I, I don't quite get that moment. I guess it's supposed to be endearing. But I'm more interested in her older sister, Melissa, and her dad. There's this high bar that they set in the family. And so you can tell Spencer Preston is under this pressure to perform. I'm not quite sure why Ren is making the moves on her. Like, 
uh, I don't I, that I don't understand, but he does in her room. They they start smooching, and her sister. I don't know, <laughs> not quite sure how this house is set up, but apparently it's on the ground floor. Uh, her sister walks right by and sees him in the reflection. Now remember that I said that she walks by and she sees Ren and Spencer Preston making out via the mirror reflection. The very next day, Ren is being kicked out, and I wrote this in his notes. Like I swear, I didn't know this even at the time. I put LOL, the British guy is already off the show. Two episodes, I mean, they must have told them ahead of time, hey, we're going to give you two, and then we're getting, you're going to kick you out. Still, it sucks. Uh, let's hop over to Hannah. Hannah's dealing with her boyfriend, Sean, who wants to wait. It sounds like he comes from a very religious family. His, his father is some sort of pastor. And for some reason, Hannah, you know, she wants to uh, she wants to move things along physically, uh, but he is he doesn't want to, and so you can tell it's causing a little bit of a, a little bit of a tension. I think there's some body image issues with Hannah. I think she uh, was probably teased a lot for maybe how she looked because kids can be cruel. Sorry, I dropped a pen. So I'm sure you know. I don't know. I don't know if this is true or not. Uh, I'm this is me putting it on uh, Hannah's character here. But I wonder if she's concerned that. You know, he's not, she's not attractive to him for some reason. Maybe the way that she thinks she used to look versus how she looks now. Like, there might be some, there might be some things there. Or maybe she just wants to, you know, just, 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 you know, just get it on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is necessarily. Um, I only say that because she does bring it up in the conversation right after him. But they have a chat and it seems like he's legit. Like he's a very religious and he wants to wait. And I don't know how Hannah feels about that, but. It's, you know, I also don't quite understand her mom and the detective's thing. I thought they were just hooking up, and I thought it had something to do with Hannah's arrest, but at the same time, he's being super weird to Hannah. Like, he thinks he thinks Hannah knows something, and I don't know why he thinks that, but he does. Oh, yeah, let's do the A Technology Roundup. A Technology Roundup. So, A in this episode is able to text all four liars in the hallway in school so a at least can hear the announcement being read and can simultaneous text all four of them it's pretty pretty impressive dead girls walking is the text um he then texts while jenna is sitting at the cafeteria table with them i believe it's just one of them i believe it's just aria correct me if i'm wrong uh, fans but there's a text that goes out Something about Jenna being blind, which is not cool, but something like, oh, she wish she could see how guilty you are. So they're aware that they're in this cafeteria together. Yeah, uh, uh, we see a text Aria as she's going up her stairs talking about her kissing Mr. Fitz. So I don't know if A necessarily knows Aria's home, but at least, I mean, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes after, which is how we're supposed to imply that Jenna is texting Aria at that moment. I don't believe it. I think that's the show trying to F with me. Um, oh, yeah. And we have the text that goes to Emily uh, that wakes her up. Something about a goodnight kiss to Maya. So they know. So A also knows that she. Uh, Maya is staying there in her bed. Look, I'm just going to say it here. I do not understand the technology of A. A clearly can see and hear all at all times. I mean, the the amount of. Uh, the amount of. Um, coverage this person has is, is truly impressive so i'm hoping we get an explanation as to how this person can be in so many places at once is there a team even so like how are how would they get this information do they have like you know telescopes into these people's bedrooms 
do they are they tracking them you know it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that's why i still think um at the end of this episode it has to be detective creepy detective wagner i think his name is he's the only one that i can think of that would have any sort of technology capable of this um he is at the school at all times so that makes sense to me he could have a tail on her you know i don't know why he would authorize a creepy text to her to get information but apparently he did a couple other random thoughts i think this is where the idea for a future episode is born uh when emily is crying you know clearly she's conflicted about her feelings for maya here but her mom interprets this as maybe some mourning over Allison, which we know, you know, again, I don't think I'm giving anything away, but even you can tell that there's some conflicting feelings there. So I think there's a whole lot of things going on there. So, so it sounds like something is hatched here. Uh, that's all I'll say. Trying to be spoiler free. Uh, just a reminder, Ben sucks. Oh, here's a prediction. And I actually, I don't know this is, this is true. I think that Arya's mom, Piper, she's going to figure out, Arya and Mr. Fitz first. She's going to put it together. I don't know how, but she's going to get it first. Just because of the of, of the scene, it felt like foreshadowing to me. So, yeah, we'll just see if I'm right. One final thought before I wrap things up. I think I said this earlier, but I just want to reiterate. It was so ridiculous to me that she, threw, she throws a firecracker inside this house that's supposed to, I don't know, mess with Jenna. And it, it, like, it, it like fucking explodes. So I think something else happened. It's one of those accident things where Two people were doing something at the same time, and it just so happens that this, these two things intersected. So we will find out the firecracker did not explode at the entire house. So to recap, here's some theories I'm going to lay out for you. Number one, Allison is not dead. I don't know why the police... Well, I actually have a theory as to why the policeman is doing this, because he does really find out, want to find out what happened to Allison. The De Laurentiis family is pretty wealthy, and I think that they uh, are looking for answers. I don't know if they have a private eye on the case or what, but she is not dead, and they want to find out something. They want to find out some information. So Allison is alive and well, but I don't think she is A, and I don't think Jenna is A, even though the TV show really wants me to think that Jenna is A. And in fact, theory number three... Allison is posing as Jenna either all the time or part of the time to be near her friends. It could be a situation where there was an attempt on her life or some other threat. So they want to find out who it is. Like, let's say, let's say, for instance, A is also doing this to fake Jenna, right? The De Laurentiis family seems to be the wealthiest of everybody. And that's just, that's conjecture, actually. I don't really know that. But this would be a way to maybe smoke them out. Like, let's say, let's say Allison's alive. And let's say her family's like, we're, we're tired of this extortion. We want to figure out which of these four, we think it's one of the four liars. So we're going <laughs> to, I guess, put her, put her undercover. I don't know. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put her back in there as Jenna. And we're going we're gonna to find out who it is. So that's, that's, that's the reason. The plausible scenarios of how that is done is not plausible. But I come back to, I'm sticking with my theory as, as we close here in episode two. Creepy Detective is our A. He's using police resources to be everywhere at all times. And he is hoping, using these extremely illegal men, methods, to figure out who is responsible for what happened to Allison. Or, I should even say, the person who they did find beneath the gazebo uh, where they claim uh, Allison was found. I don't applaud these detectives uh, measures but it could be his way to figure out who did it so uh, let me know if you have any additional thoughts questions uh, feelings theories and stick around come back here next week we will do a uh, episode three 
I did not write the title down, but I have it somewhere. We'll watch it, and we'll continue to enhance and disprove or prove theories. Until next time, close your windows. Close your curtains, because A might be out there watching you and might text you, which is just not cool. Okay, bye.